Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show, that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara alongside via phone, I hope, is Michael McNamara. Mike, you there? Standing by, my son. Standing oh, by. All right. It's like the old, like the good old COVID days here. We're uh, we're remote, although we're, for for different reason this time around. Well, I'd rather be there, but this new right knee is not exactly normal yet. So I'm sitting here recuperating and ready to go to work. All right. All right. Well, hey, I uh, hope you hope hope the recovery goes quickly. Did they say when you're back up on your feet and driving? Uh, no, but they say I'm uh, doing really well for an old guy, so we'll see how that goes, you know? <laughs> okay. I realize we don't, we don't actually talk about uh, personal stuff all that much. We talk, we talk about work a lot, <laughs> but I should occasionally. I, I, only, I only check on you on live radio, so. Uh, I understand. All right, so uh, we're doing uh, Let's Make a Plan. Uh, I, we'll kind of, I don't know if it's volume two or, or, or number two here, but uh, we're going to follow up. We started a couple of weeks ago doing... Uh, a retirement plan, and we thought we'd do it at a couple of different ages just to give folks an idea of the kind of things that they should be thinking about uh, at different times of their life. We went through a 25-year-old last time around, and uh, this time around, well, we can start with 40. I don't know if you want to jump all the way up to 65. I have, I have information in my software here for a 45-year-old and also for a 65-year-old, which is sort of like, you know, the, you know, two different phases of life and, you know, kind of have different concerns at that time. Uh, do you have a preference as to where we start? Yeah, I'd say because we did the young ones last, let's do the 45-year-olds and we'll save the retirees for next week uh, or, two, or two weeks. And then the only other thing, I did, you were too easy on those 25-year-olds. either made too much money or they had their expenses in line. We've we got to get something a little bit more realistic with these 45-year-olds. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. okay. All right. Well, I am, uh, you know, the software is, is here and I can, I can manipulate it as we chat here. Uh, although you, uh, you know, you may have to, you may have to, to talk while I, while I write here. It's not, it's, uh, usually we're sitting face to face with folks and having a conversation as we, uh, update this stuff. It's not, we're, we don't have the pressure of live radio. So, uh, all right. So we'll do age 65. Hang on just a minute. Oh, age 45. Age 45. 45. All right. Let's yeah, I, I can fill in the airspace anytime, my son, so that no worries. So, okay. Okay, so uh, we have to have, you know, we got to introduce these people. So, <laughs> okay. what are their names? How many kids? Give me a little background. Well, They're the not just n names and numbers, you know? Okay, well, it was Joe and Jane. I had Joe and Jane 45, uh, 20, uh, 25 last year. This time I have Joe and Jane uh, 45. 
Not very creative, no, but I'll go with creative. it. Okay. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Do you, would you? Uh, all right. So they have, uh, they have two kids. So Joe and Jane, right. forty-five, have two kids, and they own a home. Uh, which, and again, we we. You know, we, we usually manipulate this stuff live as we go. So I am happy. They have, you know, they each have a couple of 401ks. Again, they have some money saved outside of retirement plans. They don't have any uh, college funds just yet, uh, but we can certainly get to that and, and make sure we, uh, you know, we, we, we get them saving because that's going to be one of the concerns that they do have uh, for their All right, two so sons. Justin, so how old are these kids and what are their names? I need to get this right here. Oh, man, Go you're going to kill me. I have hey. this son one and son two, but you, I'm, I'm happy for, you want to name them? Well, let's name uh, them. Sure. I, I, let's, we want this to be a personal kind of a thing for those <laughs> people listening. You know? we want the audience to relate to these? That's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I we'll, mean, kid number one just doesn't do it, you know? Okay. We'll name them, uh, I don't know, Todd and... Okay. Uh, Tom. How about that? All right. Todd well, is six. Create. No? Todd and what? Todd and Tom. No, that's too, Todd that's too, and Tom. too similar. Fine. Too similar. Okay. So how old is Todd and what grade is he in, just for my curiosity here? So he's in sixth grade. <laughs> sixth grade. Uh, okay. Yeah, he was born in 2015. And okay. so, I'm sorry, no, he's six years old. He's I'm sorry, six, six years I'm old. Six, six, years six, years old. Yeah, six years old. So which puts him in about first grade. Okay. Yeah. All right. And what about Tom? Tom is his younger brother. All right. Tom is only three. And okay. uh, he's just starting, uh, just going to start preschool here. And, uh, Pre-preschool? Yeah, he just started whatever. in September. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm with you so far. All right. Okay. Uh, so that's them. They again, no college savings just yet. So I guess you know we we can start through. I mean, maybe we should just go through everything that I have in here for them, and then you can uh, you know we can we can chit chat and uh, you can make some updates. Again, I don't know maybe I'm not hard enough on these folks, and maybe it's you know maybe I make it all too easy on them. But uh, if you want to go through and and just have me start through the through the software like this is a normal plan, I'm happy to do that. Or we can uh, we can jump anywhere you like to. Well, let's let's go along with the software and we'll take a detour once in a while if it it'll if it's a good idea. Okay. No All worries. right. Okay. All right. Let's roll. So again, we what we always start with is assumptions that we have to make. Um, normally, we all, we always start these uh, meetings with an inflation discussion, partially just because it's the first assumption that comes up on our. Um, uh, on, on our screen, but it's also an important one. We we had the same discussion last time around when we chatted about 25-year-olds. Obviously, inflation is a concern, and uh, now that we're talking about a 45-year-old, still going to be very much of a concern, right? Because when we are planning, all of our plans, for the most part, are going till death, right? We rarely are just planning for a, you know, we may just do a specific college plan for someone, you know, on a one-off basis. But normally, when we're sitting down with a client, we are talking about retirement. Retirement ends at the second death, uh, and so we're we're normally talking about a very very long-term time horizon. As an example, if you're if you're a couple of 45-year-olds and you're planning, uh, you know, a retirement, you're probably you know you're probably at the very least planning a 40-year time horizon. Maybe it's even 45 or 50 years, depending on what your what you think your life expectancy is. Yeah, and if you're 92 years old, you have less worry about inflation than if you're 45. I get it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's a much bigger concern. Um, we we again we I don't know I don't know how much time we spend. We spent a bunch of time on this last time around. We do use a three percent. Uh, annual average, and that's on the high side of, I think, it's on the high side of historic inflation, uh, although not on the high side of very, very short-term recent inflation. Obviously, inflation has kicked up. I'm sure, I'm sure we've, you know, everyone out there has heard a bunch about that on the, uh, on, you know, on, on various news outlets. So, um, I am still comfortable using a three percent number, and the question is, are you? We'll call, we'll call you. Maybe we'll call you, Mr. Client. Jeez, Justin, I don't know. All those new news outlets are all excited <laughs> about having high inflation. Is it, is it transitory though? That's the question. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm getting nervous or not. No, I'm not getting nervous. I uh, my guess is once we get the supply chain thing squared down and stuff, uh, we'll have some, but not the the silly stuff that. Uh, it's it's like anything else. The news hops all over this and scares you to death. Yeah, we've had I think a year over year we've had like a six percent rise in inflation. Well, we we could extrapolate the extrapolate that to the end of the world. We'll be in big trouble here with this plan, right? So uh, no, let's let's use three. I'm comfortable with that. And yep. If somebody out there would like to add their two cents worth about our assumptions, we'd be more than happy to hear from you and go from there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
okay, so our next assumption we must make is is when uh, when these folks would like to retire. I know this is a difficult discuss. I mean, I think it's a difficult discussion sometimes uh, with a with a couple who's maybe you know in their in their mid forties, even early fifties. It's kind of difficult to know when exactly you'd like to retire, right? It seems so, you know. Especially, you know, I, I guess I would relate to these folks since I'm a similar age, and, and I also have uh, you know a couple a couple of little kids at home. I think, you know, in in my general experience, there's not a whole lot of uh, people who come in with kids, and they say, "All right, hey, here's my plan. I'd like to retire uh, at uh, at uh, 65 and a half years old, and you know, I need, I need this much money because this is what I'm going to be doing as far as uh, my lifestyle at that time, right? It's it's a pretty foreign concept. I think a lot of times at this at these particular ages, but we do need to pick a date, and so I will. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll throw this one out there to you. What do you think we should? When do you think we should have them retire? Well, you're right. At 45-year-olds aren't thinking in great detail about the subject. They're more worried about paying for braces and doing a few other things, so I understand. Uh, you know, let's pick uh, the government makes it easy. Let's pick the the, Mac, the, the Social Security age uh, that's your full retirement age, and let's call it age 66. I, I know it's a few months higher than that. For these folks, it'll be 67. I think okay, 60, 67. That, that, okay. I, I, yeah. Is that phase out? I think that phase out is almost right. It was phasing yeah. from 65 right all the way up to 67 for certain ages. I am fairly certain that that phase out yeah. will be. Yeah. All right. Let's do 67. Yeah. Okay. okay. I had them at yeah, 70, and, so that would have been pretty easy. Okay. Yeah. And before we move any further, folks, um, it's I won't say it's unusual, but uh, it, it's uh, n- not very often that a, a couple will retire at exactly the same time, uh, or let me say that differently. It's more than likely that one spouse may choose to retire at a different time than the other. You okay with that statement in, in the real world, Jeff? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I don't think, geez, have, uh, I'm just racking my brain here again. This is all anecdotal, folks, but yeah. I don't remember, I don't recall any couple Anybody? that we've ever had who retired at the same time. Now, I mean, a lot of you know, a lot of times you'll get one maybe significantly earlier for whatever yeah. reason, um, yeah. and, and a lot of times it's maybe in the same ballpark. But yeah, I've never yeah. said, hey, we, I don't think we've ever sent a retirement basket to uh, to to, <laughs> to two people, to, at yeah, the two houses time, right? to the same yeah. house, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so fo- so folks, there's a, there's a message there. You know, sometimes one uh, you know, and and by the way, assuming folks didn't have to retire, yep. you know, or assuming that they had to work longer, you know, there are some folks who just love their job and are comfortable with it or have buddies they hang around with on Friday afternoons after they leave work, and they're, yeah. they're, they're not ready to pack it in for whatever way, shape, or form. So it's, I would say it's more often than not that retirement is at different time schedules for folks, and that, that does, well, I think that should necessitate some rather serious discussions about what that's going to look like when the time comes. I mean, is one sp- is the spouse retired going on vacation by himself or herself? Or how's, how's that going to work? You yeah. know, I mean, things like that. But uh, yeah, uh, folks, uh, it's the just yeah anecdotal, but we do this with a lot of people. Uh, yeah, you're probably not going to retire at the same time as your spouse. And uh, that's not unusual for whatever that's worth. But, but it does lead to some interesting questions situations and questions when it comes to the retirement plan process that 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 retired spouse may end up doing more homework or housework than they planned on justin sometimes who knows right right how that goes yeah and i think well it, it depends on your it depends on your situation right i mean we do, we do find that certain folks with particularly stressful jobs maybe or maybe or maybe physical jobs will be I mean a bit more realistic about when they might retire whereas someone who's you know maybe if they love their job and it's it's the kind of thing that they you know they might even practically do for free um, you know you you might just make the assumption that you'd be comfortable working longer right you know if you're working yeah. you know if you're working yeah. at a uh, at a preschool if and and um, you know and you're a teacher I know I know that's a demanding job but it's also at least you know from my point of view seems like an awfully rewarding one and it's the kind of thing you might want to do at uh, you know for as long as you can. I'm just trying to pick a you know trying to yeah. pick a job that people might you know do for reasons other than than obviously just finances. Whereas if you're you know if you're uh, out there doing you know kind of heavy construction stuff and it, it might get hard you know it might be might be tough to do that at age uh, you know at age seventy. 
Sounds yeah, tough. And, Sounds and, tough to and me and to also do it. Also, anecdotally, 42. there are lots yeah. of folks who have a have a particular skill that's that they could work part time in retirement. Uh, you know, not, they could slow down and work part time for quite a bit longer. So, and and a lot of people who have a skill like that, we know a bunch of them. Yeah. They just love what they do. It keeps their brains going. So instead of a full retirement, they might slow down to a project a month or you know a, a th- three week three days a week or two weeks a a month depending on their situation circumstances. So it's it's not uh, required, folks, that you have to stop working full-time when you're retired. In fact, it's becoming more and more uh, uh, the norm that, that people work longer than, than you might think for, for whatever reason. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's so let me put some of some. I guess we can, you know, my... <sighs> Let's let's change some of these. I'm pretty plain vanilla here when it comes to my assumptions. I had them both retiring at 67. I have them at exactly the same age, um, yeah. too. Maybe you both want to get a little bit a little bit more. Sure. Make Jane 45. Okay. Okay. How's that? Okay. That way she'll and let, and then she retires two years after Joe, if that's our assumption. How's okay. That? Oh, you mean make her younger? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Well, Joe's 45. Uh, I'm sorry. Make Jane 43. Make Jane 43. Okay. All right. So she was born in uh, 1978 then. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. So what kind of what kind of work these folks do, by the way? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> you ask. You you love to get into the details about our about our imaginary <laughs> clients here. Well, I don't. You know, I, don't, I want they people don't have... to relate to these folks. You know, <laughs> these are real human beings we're talking about. Oh, Always yeah. pretend they are. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't have any, so we can make some up. You want to? You yeah. have any? <laughs> Well, did you make up some incomes for them? We kind of have to match that. I did. They had, they're both, they, they had both $90,000 a year. But again, I know that's not all that realistic, uh, that they would that's both right. make. St- I was trying to be, you know, I didn't want to be, I, I don't, you know, I, liked, I don't like to stereotype people. So I, I just th- I threw them in both in at 90 grand. Uh, but I'm happy to make up some jobs and try to associate some incomes with those particular jobs. Okay. Well, let's see. Why I do have expenses have- in that, that sort of approximate, uh, you know, in a... I would say an upper middle class income, though. Okay. So we might have to make some. If we change their their salaries fairly drastically, we might have to make some expense changes on the fly here too. Okay. Do you want to uh, Do you want to have them both working with Social Security just to kind of keep it simple? Or do you want? I think so. Yeah. We we would yeah, get. Yeah. I think it'd be it'd be. I mean, obviously, you know, as as people out there probably know, there are some jobs which you know which qualify you for Social Security, but then you do have some uh, that will have uh, a Social Security exemption, and you know, if you have a teacher's pension or maybe uh, you know some type of a government pension, a lot of times you are not Social Security eligible. We certainly do that type of planning work, but it, it's it's a little bit more complicated, and I don't want to. Get it's slowed uh, down here while I'm trying to, All right, so I'm trying to follow Jane, along with the computer. Let's have Jane be a bank manager for her $90,000. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe bank manager. That. Got it. Okay. What about, and, uh, what about Joe? Well, let's have, uh, let's see. Let's have Joe make uh, $80,000 and uh, we'll have him uh, as a, a construction supervisor. How's that sound? Okay. All right. All right. Construction okay. supervisor. They're both on Social Security. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. She's a bank manager. All right. It's in the software. All right. Do we want to have them? We should talk about their retirements, right? So we should jump back to sure. our assumptions. Um, do we? Well, if if he's if Joe is a construction supervisor, do you think he wants out early, or maybe or maybe Jane wants out early? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, let's let's have Joe go at sixty six and. Jane go at how about seventy? That make it a little more fun. Oh, okay, so she likes she likes the bank. She likes to yeah. Okay, so that means she, so he's January twenty forty two is his retirement. If Jane is at age seventy, well, maybe you know maybe we'll put her, maybe we'll have her work part time. Not sure she's going to want to work full time for okay. six years without Joe. I don't know. Let's maybe. Well. We we can't get into that here, Justin. That's a personal kind of thing. <laughs> Wait, you're the one who's making up these people. <laughs> you, you you had to give them jobs. Uh, we can put some part time. Why don't Why don't we plan to do that? Well, actually, why don't we plan to have them retire at the same time? Uh, but because uh, maybe Jane has the ability to go part time, she'll she'll retire from supervising, and uh, maybe take a uh, you know a, a more part time, lower stress job where she's you know sort of filling in. A as a, I don't know, I guess as a teller. 
Is that, uh, is sure. that still what okay. they call them? I, I'm not even sure what the term is these days. Yeah. I'm sure it's something more professionally sounding than that. But yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. She goes back in the trenches uh, a couple of days a week for a few years or something like that. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just to okay. just to have her give her something to do. Uh, so they're both going to retire January. So that means that puts her at age sixty four for retirement, and we'll pl- we'll have her plan on uh, you know doing some part time work later on uh, in her life here. Okay. Uh, all right, but we'll put that we'll put that in another screen. And that's by the way, folks. So far, that's by choice. Okay, we it might be my necessity, depending on where we where we yes. end up here. But we'll, <laughs> we, we'll, that's right. We'll see that, right? We should, okay. yeah, we should mention that that uh, you know, well, right? We we will talk about preference, and you know, you don't want to. I think I think our average retirement plan, uh, the first run through it involves a okay, what happens if I don't work at all after X Y Z time? But you know, we will obviously ask you know if if you if you'd like to keep working, and have the ability to work part time, uh, and some people are are pretty, I think, honest with themselves and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to go crazy if I'm not doing anything. And so I would yeah. like to stay busy and, and, uh, and at least work some number of days per year for some, you know, for some salary. So yeah, um, absolutely. Okay. We will, we check on that. But I think, mo- I think people would like to know, well, hey, what happens if I can't work, right? We have that, we answer that question a lot. You know, yeah, well, I, we can, we can leave Jane planning to do it. But if the numbers are good, we can also pretend she retires at the same time as Joe and see how that goes in terms of what it looks. We just go backwards. Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Works for me. How about life expectancy? Would you like to, uh, you want to give them some, uh, you know, you want to give them some, some family histories of, of longevity or the opposite? How, how detailed do you want to get into their medicals? Uh, you know, uh, let, for, for now, why don't we just default to uh, like age 90, which okay. is just, just a number. Uh, there are people out there listening to us saying, I'll never make it that far. And there are people out there listening to us saying, that sounds pretty young. And, uh, yeah. you know, folks, if, if you're sitting in front of us at a meeting and we're going over this, you can pick the age that you think you're going to die, because that's one of the biggest guesses we have to make in this circumstance. But by the way, one of the risks was assuming that people are going to die early is that the math might look just great if you die at 80, but if you live to 85, it might not look so good given the circumstances. We can kind of noodle around with that at the end here when we've got some time to see how this thing all came out sort of a thing. But let's let's assume both age 90 for now and hope that doesn't tick off too many people listening to us. How's that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, yeah, I mean, it, there, we, we have this discussion a lot. There are, you know, you never know what medical technology, especially, with, you know, with younger folks, you never know what medical technology is going to bring us in the next, right? I mean, in the next, uh, in these people's case, right, 20 or 30 years. Um, and so we, we get a little nervous about going too, too low on life expectancy, right? I mean, I, we, we certainly understand where we'll regularly meet with folks and they'll say, you know, hey, my, uh, my dad died when he was 73 and my mom died when, uh, when she was 71. And, you know, my, un- my aunts and uncles, same thing. So, I mean, we, we certainly understand that, you know, folks have different life, you know, life expectancies based on, uh, based on genetics. And we, you know, we often hear the opposite as well, right? Oh, you know, my aunt, yeah. my aunt died at 90, uh, my aunt died at 98, my mom. My mom died in '95. My dad died in, you know, in his early '90s. So, we we certainly understand that everybody has a, you know, has different um, probabilities of of living to a certain age. Uh, we, I think we mostly try to talk people up out of the very low numbers, and uh, you know, just try to try to make it as realistic as we possibly can. You know, fully understanding that it's it's a very very difficult guess to make because we don't know what's you know what's going to play out and what's going to change over the next. Uh, you know, over the next number of years, especially for yeah. folks who are on the younger side. And if you guess on the long side and you're wrong, you know, if you guess you're going to live to 95 yeah. uh, and you die at 85, well, had you known that, you probably could have had a lot more fun and spent a lot more money given the circumstances, you know. But that's yep. yeah, that's that's probably the major guess here in most of the plans, right? How long time is going to live? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's hard. And yeah, every, everything is a balancing one. act. And yeah, uh, yeah so we'll, I mean, we'll talk more about that. When we get to the spending piece, we'll try to figure out... Um, you know, I mean, you, you have to make trade-offs 
as far, you know, depending on what your life expectancy is, right? I mean, if you're planning to live to age 95 versus 85, you can spend different amounts of money and it's, you know, the kind of thing where you, you, you kind of have to make a guess early in retirement because, uh, you know, you, if you, if you end up dying at age 80 and you, and you didn't spend much money because you were planning on 95, you may not, you may have, you may have some regrets at the end of that too. So yeah. we yeah. will, we'll toy around with that when we get to the, uh, the end. I, I want to say, Cindy, are we up on a break now or are we going right at, okay. We are up on a break. We will be right back. Hi, this is Alyssa Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Your investment strategy should largely be determined by the amount of time you have before needing the money. If you are aggressively invested, time is your friend when it comes to your portfolio recovering from this scary stock market. If you need your invested money soon, it should have been conservative to begin with. If you're not sure how your money is invested, I'd be happy to offer my opinion. 781-834-2010. Welcome back to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara alongside... Uh, the convalescing Michael McNamara, who's phoning it in uh, today from home. You like that? Phoning it in? Uh, anyways. At least I haven't mailed it in, Justin. No, just phoning <laughs> you it go. In. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're doing uh, Let's Make a Plan Volume 2 here. We're working on our, our middle-aged couple. I'm not sure. I think we can still still say middle-aged. That's a, a, I don't know. I always get... Uh, I don't know. Any, any term that was around when I was young, I'm always, I am always get nervous that I'm, that I'm using it inappropriately as I age here because I'm, uh, I'm getting old. So anyway, so... so that, by the way, Justin, that doesn't get better. I yeah. Just want you to know right now. I know. I know. I'm sure it gets, even, hard. It gets even harder, yeah. <laughs> Moving along. Moving along. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about Joe and Jane. Uh, Joe and Jane are our 45-year-old couple. Actually, they're 40, uh, 45 and 43, and uh, we're going through their plan here. So we had just talked about their life expectancy. I think we can move on from that. We'll, we're going to default to our age 90 here, and then we'll uh, we'll move right on, and we'll and we'll head through the software like we do with our uh, with our clients at McNamara. By, by the way, Justin, before we move on, have, yeah. you, do you, have you been meeting with folks who – decided that they were going to die at 85 when they were 83 and they thought they'd change that yeah. in the planning. Have, have you had any of those meetings yet, my son, or what? We very, we very frequently have, have uh, it's, you know, I think we could stereotype this one. It's almost always the, uh, the you know, the husband, right? If we're, ta- if we're talking yep. to a husband yep. and wife, the husband, if, if anyone is saying, hey, I'm going to die at, at, you know, at 75, it's, it's always a man. Um, I think for, I don't think I've ever heard, had a, uh, a wife or say that to me but yeah i mean and and we you know we realistically try to usually there's enough people in the room to uh to talk that <laughs> fellow out of that projection uh you know and they again hey they might they might well be right we're not saying that they're wrong but we're just saying that you can you can only um you know at some point if you're if you're planning to die early enough then hey you know why 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 be sitting with your financial advisor right so uh yeah, but anyways and 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 in reality, most expenses, or at least a, you know, a lot of a couple's expenses, if we're doing planning for a couple, they're going to stick around, right? You know, you know, some one person only eats so much food, and I guess you know, if you if you count travel, you know, if if there's travel, um, the the expenses obviously will drop when when uh, you're single, but it's uh, they they don't drop fifty percent. So we we are always concerned about kind of when we're planning, we're we're planning for the end of um, the combined lifespan. Right. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, let's go to their net worth, which I'm sure you're probably going to have. Um, you're probably going to have some. I, I did some very round numbers here, and and uh, so maybe we want to change a few things. But uh, I do have them. Uh, they they do own a home. Okay. okay. Uh, they own a home in the suburbs. Uh, I gave them a five hundred thousand dollar value on their home. Uh, okay. I don't know. I, I did this. Uh, I put this in a while ago. Maybe it's maybe it's now up to six hundred. Who knows with the market? But um, they do have a home. They also do have a mortgage. Okay. Uh, yep. I, I actually have them with um with a uh, let's see. It's a three hundred thousand. They 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 have three hundred thousand dollars left on their mortgage. And their payment is seventeen fifty a month. That's just principal and interest. And they have about twenty years to go. And you know, so the, in this assumption, again, maybe I'm making it too easy on them. In this assumption, they've been in the same house for about ten years, and they have uh, kind of maintained their uh, their mortgage. They've kept paying it off. They haven't refinanced and and uh, you know taken out a bunch of money to do an addition. 
uh, like some people I know myself, and we, you know, so they have 20 years to go. So their their mortgage is 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 set uh, to be retired in 2041, which is a few years before they actually get to retire. Yeah, just what do you think? You want me to make it a little more realistic? Uh, I think you should have spent some more time prepping for this show, my son. That's what I think. Uh, well, anyway, so, well, well actually, real people. We, we I didn't want to make place, it too hard on I need to make some commentary, okay? I mean, the, the, okay, if they've been in their house 10 years, yep. okay, then they probably had what? A three hundred and fifty thousand dollar mortgage out of the box and put down one hundred and fifty. I mean, we could go backwards, but the mortgage seems low for for the house value and being in the house for ten years. But that's okay. okay. The, the, the the point, and we don't necessarily have to change this, but I might if it comes out too nicely. Yeah. You know, let's face it, folks live in more than one home. You know, for for purposes of simplicity, yeah. we'll have these folks have lived in this house, and we're assuming, do we assume they're going to be there? And it's also their retirement home, just to keep things simple, I presume? What? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, yeah, I I, I didn't, uh, I just put some information in the software here. I wasn't, I I didn't think through their lives the way that, that that maybe you hoped I had now. But yeah, I just have them in a house and they're, and they're going to retire. So we can, again, I want, I wanted to spend some time fleshing this stuff all out anyway. So I figured we would, I think we'd make some changes. Yeah, I I mean, I said, we, we, we can leave it, but I I don't think that's a typical couple. And and maybe that's, you know, maybe there are a few of those out there, but that's okay. Well, Joe and Jane are responsible. They've been, they've been, they've been listening to your show for years. Well, maybe that's it then. Okay. <laughs> well, well. Anyway, but you know, in the real world, there's probably two or three houses. I mean, looking backwards, yep. if they've been good doobies and in this home for ten years, well, they must have had a good size down payment and whatever. But that's okay. Yeah. Going. Yeah. Well, forward, yeah. In this case, yeah, they they bought at thirty five. Yeah. You know, this is okay. sort of like, hey, we're going to have some kids. Let's move to the suburbs yeah. and buy yeah. our home. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe our maybe okay. my prices are off, or at least you okay. know, relative to where you know. You, uh, you and I live right now, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I hear that. You want me to, well, well, what, right, so what do you we'll want me to change? I'm happy to do overachievers so far, basically. Can okay. Do that. Yeah, all right. Sure. Okay. Well, but folks, in the real world, what people do is is they generally buy two or three or four homes over their lifetime. The homes generally get more expensive over their lifetime, and by the way, the mortgages get bigger over their lifetime. That's just kind of how things work, and yep. and, and that's a that's a significant problem for many folks when it comes to planning for retirement, because the easy thing to do is just keep the payments low and have another 30-year mortgage. So, you know, if they move up to a $750,000 house, well, they got to take out a $500,000 mortgage to make it work. Yep. And by the way, oh, let's keep it, let's make it 30 years because I'm only 45. Well, whatever. So, so in the real world, Owning multiple houses generally leads to more expensive ones, generally leads to larger mortgages, and generally does not shorten <laughs> the maturity of the mortgage to line up with somebody's retirement. All of that could come back and bite a whole lot of people listening to us, okay, uh, which is why, at the very least, we just need to throw that out there to make people aware that this this is an unusual case, and if it looks too easy, we'll give them a little bit more difficulty later on here, I guess. Yeah, I guess we can, yeah, we can yeah. pop back into the software, yeah. and, um, you know, I, I, think I, I think I made it so that we... Uh, on purpose, it was it was kind of a, a relatively simple life. But then, you know, we, when you start adding in things like, you know, we haven't even talked about kids in college and all that fun stuff yet. So right. we can certainly, right. um, you know, up the complexity level uh, as we roll through here. But I can leave that I can leave that in place yeah, for now. That, no, that, that, that's good. Optimistic, but good, my son. I'm, I'm good with that. By the way, so so are are, are these folks going to count their home equity in their retirement plan, or are they going to not count it? No. No. Okay. So, no, they'll, so they'll, this is they'll this is a big. You want to explain not, that? So. Explain that, Just. This is a big assumption. So please explain sure. that to I mean, our I think, listeners. I think I think the average. Yeah. So the average person doesn't in their head. I don't think they count home equity as a as a retirement asset. I mean, I guess I'm, maybe I'm being a little bit generic there, but you know, for I think most people in their head, what they think of is, um, you know, I need to pay my mortgage off at some point by retirement or early in retirement. And then that's the end of that. And I stop making those payments, right? Obviously you can rely on home equity, you know, as an asset because it is one and there are different ways to access it, right? You could, you know, you could sell and downsize, you could, uh, you know, take a reverse mortgage out and use that. But I think, Plan A for us is always let's let's you know if if you're if you own a home and you would like to continue living in that home let's plan on you owning it outright and not 
uh, and not accessing that capital um, that's that's in your house. Yeah, and and that thought does not work or will not work for a fairly significant bunch of people listening to this show right now. Uh, m- m- many people have to gain access to their the equity in their home or spend their home or part of it, as I like to say, to be okay in retirement. So, so again, you know, Joe and Jane are maybe overachievers here, and they're going to pretend to leave the equity in their home alone, and maybe they can, sort of a thing. But in the real world, okay, uh, there, there's a whole lot of folks in this country who are going to need to get at that equity in their home one way or another to be okay in retirement, and that's just kind of the way it is. So, yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think. We as planners, and I, I'll only speak for us at McNamara Financial. I think we we kind of look at home equity as you know the 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 backstop, right? We don't, you know, and maybe that's just a function of people not wanting to spend their home, right? They they, yep. they like yep. the idea of owning it. People actually, I think most of them find the idea of a reverse mortgage pretty distasteful, and so you know we we always plan on let's try not to plan on that home equity in the plan. Well, I just said plan a bunch of times. And then if we if we need it and if something goes wrong, right, because obviously we can't foresee everything, then that's a great backup plan, right? Especially especially now in a, in a place where uh, real estate values are so high, right? I mean, if we even if we assume that they, you know, keep, you know, it's just keep up with inflation from here on out. They're, they're fairly high. And for a lot of folks, that'll be a, a, a pretty substantial asset and something that would be, uh, you know, pretty easy to fall back on given all the, you know, the, the regulations that we have in place now with reverse mortgages. Yeah. The, uh, you know, there's probably three people in the whole country that think reverse mortgages are okay. <laughs> uh, I, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but yeah. And, and, and distasteful was a, a nice choice of words, my son. Yeah. Uh, but, but if you, if you run out of money in your retirement plan and you need to grab cash, a reverse mortgage becomes a lifeline. Okay. And something that you may have a vastly different feeling about somewhere down the road, if other things don't work out in terms of saving for retirement and a bunch of other stuff. So, you know, every, every it's okay to find them distasteful. I think that's terrific. Then just plan to never, ever have to, to do that, okay, uh, and hope that that comes to pass. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So they – okay, so that's about it. I don't, I don't have these folks with any extra real estate. I don't have a second home that they're paying for. You know, I don't have any, any – uh, property, right? They don't have a they don't have a, a two family that they're renting out. I'm, I'm pretty simple. Unless you want to add something to their real estate holdings, I can move on here. Yeah, no, I think you can move on. Uh, you know, but yeah, the, the, let's we can get cuter later. I think if we'd like to, but go ahead. Yep, move on. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Let's talk. So by about, the way, so you ran a you ran a tax you you ran a tax thing for these folks so we know how much their real expenses are and how much they're saving or we're going to get to that uh we're going to get we haven't got to cash flow just yet okay so all right never mind this go where you want to go no worries okay uh all right let's see here oh, look at that. i even put some insurance in for these people holy moly all right. We'll talk about their accounts. You work with more motivated clients than I do, Justin. Like, <laughs> That's not true. You're, you're exaggerating. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, let's see. We have uh, 401ks, right? So let's talk about their accounts, what they've been saving. Again, I was pretty democratic here. I have them both with a 401k, and I have them both at uh, $250,000 per year. I, in addition, I also gave them a taxable account, uh, for a hundred thousand dollars. So I, you know, that's, that's something that we can certainly, uh, mess around with here. And I am happy to, to do that. Do you have a, do you have opinions on how much money we should start them out with? Right. I mean, uh, I guess the first question is how much did you have them adding to their 401k okay, yeah. or have an opinion? So did you have a certain amount going in per, per each or what? Yeah. So I had them in at, let's see here. I have them at seven, I have about 7% okay. per year additions. Yeah. Okay. Which is let's see. Do I, and I do that. So seven percent of Joe's eighty thousand is like fifty six hundred bucks a year. Yep. And seven percent. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's about and and seven percent of uh, J 
Jane's ninety thousand is about sixty three hundred bucks a year. That yep. plus or minus, right? Yeah, I have them, you know, it's it's somewhere yep. in the in the thirteen thousand dollar per year range. Between the two of them. Between the two of them. Yeah, and I, I mean, again, I have them. We we have them as as you know fairly yeah. responsible. That's not that's not a particularly large percentage necessarily, yeah. um, but you know that's the kind of thing where they're you know they, if they if they started young you know if they both started when they're twenty uh, you know when they were twenty five, and yeah. have been saving pretty religiously uh, even as their income grows you you know you probably can get to you know a, a ballpark of about two hundred of about a you know two hundred and fifty grand if you were diligent about it and saving. Yeah, I'm I'm perfectly. I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay, so before I ask you about the hundred thousand investment account, yeah. So you, these, these folks have emergency reserves someplace else that we we are going to talk about, but not count. Is that correct? No, I yes. I mean, I mean, yeah. So that's not. Again, I sometimes I, I leave that out of, of a planning session. We don't. We we never put anything that's uh, that's not to be spent inside of our software. So I, I don't. I didn't have that. You know, in, right. in discussion in my head. Um, because I wouldn't, you know, that doesn't, it, it's not a line item because I don't want this, you know, if, if the computer sees it, it's going to spend it. Uh, and so what I do is uh, I just leave it out and I say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client, you should have some emergency reserves, whatever this number is, thirty, twenty-five, fifty thousand $50,000. We're not going to put that in, in on the screen here because I don't want the computer to grab it. Yep. Okay. So the reason, obviously, I asked about that is that if, if, people, if, if this 100000 is an investment account, and they don't have emergency reserves, well, they might have to go access that investment account for an emergency, and it might be a bad time sort of a thing. So I, I think that the ongoing assumption here is that because we didn't put down an emergency reserve in the plan, we assume people had an emergency reserves account. So, yep. so you know, let, let's pretend they have $25,000 in a bank account and a savings account. They've never touched it. They've never added to it. And all that means is that their cash flow is at least break even and they hadn't had any emergencies yet, which is good. Yep. And so if you have them with a $100,000 investment account, okay, um, on top of that, I'm okay with that. So do you, do you want to get into, oh, we'll get into returns later and assumptions on those things? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that now. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm calling this an inheritance, right? So uh, okay. let's just okay. say the, you know, the $100,000 in that they have in place now is an inheritance. They will just say that they recently inherited some money. And as of now, I have it pretty conservatively invested because they just took their money and they, and they'll, they'll need to have a conversation about what exactly that they, that they want to do with that. Right. And, you know, they have a couple of kids. Is it for college? Is it for, um, you know, is it for their retirement, et cetera, et cetera. So I think we can have those discussions as we go here. Um, I do, yeah, I guess we, we should talk about, so they're, obviously they have their retirement plans. They are saving. Um, I had them as pretty conservative. And so I think maybe, maybe that was my way of making things a little bit more difficult on them. Um, because both of them, as of right now, as a family, they're, they're in uh, moderate investment portfolios. Okay, so you, Justin, uh, you need to smack these people around yeah. and get them braver for crying out loud, Justin. What's going hey, well, on? Well, you know what? They're, they they've been responsible, and uh, you know when they, when they were young, they heard that hey, if you if you save, you know if you, if you're conservative, you have to save a lot of money, and so so far and so far they've been they've been diligent about saving. So um, we can talk to them. Obviously, when we make some long-term projections, we can see if that works or not, but. Uh, we'll definitely, that's definitely something that they, you know, hey, there are, there are folks who don't like to be aggressive and we'll, uh, we'll see what the, we'll see what the ramifications are. Yeah. We may have to tell if them that have. they, that they have to, yeah. uh, you know, bump out their retirement goals or bump up their risk level. And we can figure that out when we get to the results. I guess I can live with that till we get there. No worries. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, okay. And by the way, what's the, uh, so all, all the accounts are like about 60% stocks and 40% bonds. Is that the assumption? Yeah, so I used again. We're 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 working with a very you know. So I'll have a very conservative couple here. So what I did was again, we when the average person has a more fluid, I think, you know, lifetime risk profile in their investments than than you know we're allowed in the software. But you know, you know, the the software that we have, just to simplify things, right? You know, we're we we just have one change in their risk tolerance, which is at retirement, right? So we got a pre-retirement uh, risk profile, which is you know it comes with a you know a certain rate of return and a certain level of volatility, and then we have a post-retirement, okay, uh, which comes with a second, if we'd like, second 
rate of return and a second volatility number. And yep. so in this case, because they are particularly conservative, right? You know, they've they've been you know they've they've only been sixty percent in the stock market, um, you know, since they were young. Um, so I have them earning a you know a five percent annual rate of return. And then in retirement, I have it dropping all the way down to three because they're going to be you know if they can't if they if they don't like the volatility now, you know, in their twenties, thirties, forties, I don't think they're going to like it very much um, when they're uh, when they're sixty five, seventy five. So that was my. Uh, we got to do some educating for these folks. But that's okay. another story, my son. We can okay, well, we'll we can look, we can see how their plan comes out first, you know. <laughs> okay, okay. By the way, uh, and is there a match to either of the four hundred one ks that they're contributing to? Did you put that in there? No, I don't have any. I have no match. They have. They, there's no matching for them, at least as of right now. Right. So they're not. You know, maybe they're a little behind in the retirement savings in the, on the retirement savings side, but we shall see. Okay. All right. Uh, their inheritance is even more conservative. I have that, you know, they, they're not sure what to do with that. They don't know what to, um, you know, they, they, they don't know what they're going to use it for. So as of now, I have it even more conservative. They're, they're at a 3% rate of return per year, which is about as conservative as, you know, as we would get with, a, with an actual. On 100? What's that? On the 100,000? Yep. Yeah, okay. Again, as of right now. Uh, because they you know they they may they decide they may want to use that for college, and so they don't want to be you know they don't want to watch the you know that one jump up and down too much because you know they're already hey their six year olds is is only you know twelve years away from college so uh, we can uh, we can talk to them about that and see if it makes sense to um, to change that but you know we'll f we'll figure that out down the line as you can as I think you can tell. What we do is we get information in the software, and then you know you really need to you know you really need to get some outputs before it before you have you know you see what makes sense to change right yeah you know, if yeah. you know you, you want to invest at a level that's that you feel comfortable with from a risk return point of view and if you're living your life to a degree that you that that works for you then you know I guess there's no reason to necessarily change although most people are sensitized to the fact that you know maybe they do need to make more money if they're being too conservative and so we'll we'll start with folks who pr who prefer to you know try to minimize the the ride that comes along with investing in the stock market and uh, we'll see if it works for them yeah and and again just the, just the reason I brought that up is that um when people hear the stock market, they get really conservative because they don't understand things. And, you know, with a little education and with a little time in the investment world, uh, people get, tend to get more comfortable with the risk over time, uh, at least not a lot of the folks we work with, given the circumstances. Uh, so, I, I, you, know, I, you know, my, as you've heard me say before, I, I really question whether the average person knows what risks involved in, in the stock market and what, what, how it really works sort of a thing. And they might feel differently if they were educated and, uh, and actually had done some investing for a while. But that's a, that's a story for another day. So I understand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. I do have some 529 plans that we've set up for these folks, although they have not yet funded them. Okay. All right, so I have a value of zero, but they—I think they're—they're they're sort of, you know, they're—we'll have them sitting down with uh, with a planner here for the first time, and I think on their list of things to do is to uh, start some, uh, you know, start some retirement savings for their kids. Okay, so right. I, I have some—I have some accounts set up. Again, they are—we need to. Uh, we need to start funding them, and we need to talk about how much to fund them for. But you know, for for now, they said, "Well, hey, our you know our cash flow will support um, twenty five hundred dollars per month, and we're gonna you know we'll put that. I'm sorry, no, twenty five hundred dollars per year per kid. Okay, so they're gonna save. Okay. You know, they got they got an extra five grand a year. They're sure they can they sure they can spare that. Uh, so they're gonna set up some five twenty nine plans. We have I, I used a, again they're conservative, so I have I have a fairly low rate of return because um, you know five twenty nines are, are generally more conservative anyway. So I have them with a four percent rate of return. Okay, so uh, again, just so just to clarify what you said. So yep. so these people have basically walked in the door and said. We're actually saving five thousand dollars a year. We'd like to put that towards five twenty nines. Something like that, I guess. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. well, either that or they they wanted to save twenty five hundred, and they had to look someplace in their expenses. 
okay, uh, and whittle it back to make that work, okay? Uh, so, you know, in the real world, folks, most people spend all the money that shows up in their account. Okay? We, we don't meet a lot of new folks the first time who walk in the door like Joe and Jay and say, yeah, we can put five grand a year to work, no problem. If, if, they, if they can, I'd like to know what the heck they were doing with that before they walked in the door, but that's another story. Well, they've, maybe, they get, maybe they've got, they've, as, they, as they've seen their kids' age, they're, maybe they're just getting sensitive to it. All right, you know, maybe they'll give up on a vacation or something like that. Okay, yeah. but I mean, the, 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 you know, people just, you know, m- most people don't just naturally accumulate money. Most folks manage to spend whatever they shows up in the checkbook. So I'm impressed with Joe and Jane so far, Josh. I just want you. Yeah, know, that's, oh, that's okay. they, it's not okay. that uncommon to see to, to to meet with folks who are accumulating money. You're, yeah. I think yeah. maybe we're generalizing a bit, but yeah, there's yeah. there's certainly plenty of those people. Maybe it's not yeah. your average person, uh, but anyway. Well, yeah, I, I would say that. People who go see financial advisors are generally more motivated about their finances than people who don't. I, I may, we may get to some exceptions from that from some do-it-yourselfers in the listening audience, but, but by and large, people go to financial advisors because they think they need some help. And from our point of view, that's a lot of people listening to us. Uh, but that's another story. Okay, so yeah, okay, I understand that. Uh, so are we gonna uh, we're gonna get to like how much they're gonna pay for college. Are, are, are the, we're gonna get to the college costs and whether Joe and Jane are gonna yep. do some other things above and beyond that, right? That's coming coming in a few minutes, right? That's coming in a few minutes. Okay, good. All right, I'll wait. Good uh, all right. Okay. So all right. So by so by the way, so just uh, can can you? Uh, Push a button and tell me how much money is in uh, Todd's account twelve years from now at the at the money we're saving for him. I don't know. Let's see. I mean, in in twelve years, you want a number? Well, you Todd. Todd's six years old. He's going to college in twelve years, right? He's in the first grade. Oh, that's right. Oh, Todd. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so, so Todd's in eighteen in basically uh, twelve years. Todd is likely tripping off to college, and I was just curious if he can uh, tell me how much is in his account. I mean, I could do it on my little calculator here if you refresh my numbers. But what was it? So, twenty-five hundred bucks per kid. Is that right? Twenty-five hundred bucks per kid. Yep. All right. Hang on. So, okay, you 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 go you go your way. I'll go mine. But hang on. So, twenty-five hundred. Okay, divided by twelve is like two hundred and eight dollars a month. So, two oh eight is the uh, payment okay and we're going to have 18 uh, 12 times 12 we're going to have 144 payments and what was what was the earning for interest four percent how much four percent yeah okay so four enter 12 divided by interest rate uh, just very quickly no i uh, i had that wrong what did you get i don't want to do that <laughs> i you know what i have I have a couple of, you know, my reports show all their capital together, and I had, so I had them with about a couple of hundred grand together for everybody. I don't have just Todd broken out. Yeah, I okay, if I can we'll, get we'll, we'll look at that later on then, yeah. okay. okay? I mean, I, I guess my point is they haven't had the discussion about how much that's going to really cover yet. We're going to get into that, and, no, and if they're going to be, be, I mean, people, people with young kids don't necessarily get into the how much are we going to pay for college for them just yet. They probably haven't had that discussion or how much can we afford to pay for college. And this is a a big issue in anybody's retirement plan, trying to get by paying for college and still live happily ever after in retirement. So I I, I just want to make sure that people understand that, you know, we, we may or may not get there with these folks and that's just how it is. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the reality of, of a lot of folks' situations is, uh, you know, I, I did want to make this sort of realistic where I didn't, you know, I, I, I had my limits, Dad, so I did um, have them not be able to fully fund college, at least as, yeah. of, uh, as of right now, without any changes. Okay, so yeah, if, okay. If, if you take a look at their, um, if you take a look at their, they, they're able to accumulate, right? If, I, if I, I have them in this case, in this scenario, oh, you know what? Oh, man, we're right up against it, aren't we, Cindy? How many, how many seconds do I have? Like 15? Yeah, okay. Well, we should wrap this up. All right, we'll, we'll get back to, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into some more detail on their college plans here uh, when we get back. But for now, we'll be right back. 